1980, the Thornhill family spent a year living in the village of Kamakui in the country of Sierra Leone, West Africa. 40 years later, you now have the opportunity to re-experience our family adventure through the vast number of letters written during our time there. The letters and commentary are by the original authors, Joan and Harry Thornhill. Each episode is released 40 years to the day after a letter was written. Perhaps you will be inspired to travel and fully experience new cultural adventures in an effort to become a better world citizen. We now invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next episode of Culture Experienced. This is a conversation with Joan and Harry for the March 31st letter that uh, you both wrote a letter to respective parents. Much of these letters actually kind of provide future, what we're going to be doing in the, in the future in the next couple of weeks. You talk about the fruit, the mangoes and the pineapple. I clearly remember the mango trees that we had in front and can honestly say, if you haven't had a mango in Africa, uh, you haven't had a real mango because of, of it's just a completely different taste that's much sweeter and, and really, really good. And I remember, you know, when I brought Ryan to Ghana with you guys, that was one of the things I wanted to get. And, and they were kind enough to to get them. And, and there was it's just a completely different experience over there. Talk to me about, you know, the different fruits and whether it's vegetables, the different kind of local native foods that we had. And what was their accessibility and how did we get them? Everything was very seasonal. There was a period where there were a lot of oranges, but I think in the letters we both mentioned that that season is really over, that we're into the pineapple and the mango season. And as Ross has just said, they were just wonderful in terms of the sweetness. They, they're they nothing like what you can get here in the States you know, that if you can get them fresh in, you know, South America or someplace where they're picked, you know, too, er- that too early for here, they're picked too early. But there, you know, they're just wonderful and they're very sweet. And they don't pick them until they're ripe. One of the things about the mangoes that interested me when we were there is that the missionaries would make pies out of the mangoes and it tasted just like apple pie. It tasted like our, our cooked mango tasted just like you know, our apple pie. It it was fun to see the kids climbing up the trees and getting the mangoes off the uh, branches and, you know, then bringing them to us. We had also groundnuts, which Yamarie would roast and... Which are peanuts. Peanuts, Peanuts, correct. They're peanuts and very, very... They were so good and soft, you could eat them right out of the ground. Well, and I think one of the problems (laughs) with Ross was when he would go down into the village go to the different vendors. And one of the things I think he was eating was the peanuts that were not supposed to be eaten in the shell. And uh, and I think that's when he developed, I think it was typhoid for us. So May have contributed. <laughs> and you did have a lot of boils. You talked when bringing Mary Jean back to where she lives, had to cross by canoe again because the ferry was out. Did she leave her vehicle on the other side or how did that work? Generally speaking, that's what she would do is leave the truck on the other side of the river and then come across by canoe. Someone would pick her up 
and then you know bring her back to the ferry. So, so many times she was also carrying medical supplies from the hospital to go back to where she was stationed. Right. And talk to me about the canoes. These were dugout canoes. These were canoes that were dug out of the huge trees. And they even, they still use them. I mean, I know they use them in Ghana, but they are very sturdy. Interesting though, when you, when it, when you sat in them, you kind of like the water was not quite up over the canoe, but it would. There was only a few inches from (laughs) the water to (laughs) the the top of the side of the canoe. Yeah. And I, can imagine like the wood that was used for these was, you know, a hardier wood, uh, certainly not pine trees. And they were all hand sculpted, correct? Yes, correct. All hand done. Much- carved out, you know, the center of the tree. Finally, you begin your letter, Dad, that we learn that Reagan had been shot. So just some context of when all this occurs for people and listening to this from the U.S. This was the year Reagan got shot. And this was when we learned about it, which uh, was was it the day of or? I, I think it was the night. I mean, for us, it was during the night that we found out. <clears throat> and I knew that I now know it was Jim Brady that was more seriously injured than Reagan. I did not know the, the his name at that time, but certainly, you know, I know his name now. And again, that's 40 years ago, and it just doesn't seem possible. Did we have a radio there? We did we have had a, radio. a radio. So that we could get Voice of America. And interesting, because we were not being there as even when we go to Ghana, but more so then, we were really not in tune what was going on in the rest of the world a little bit in tune to what was going on in Sierra Leone because of the dignitaries that would come by. And, you know, you would hear people would be complaining about different things in the government or what was happening with the people. But the rest of the world was not in our... And we were not in the city. We were about 200 miles up country. We were in a pretty rural village. Mm -hmm. And the missionaries really were in tune to what was going on in the missionary world. All right, great. Well, I think that's good for this letter. The next letter will be on April 3rd. So on to the letter. This is a letter to Mama Pop Sullivan, dated March the 31st, 1981. Hi, Mama Pop. I wrote Kathy and you a long letter, which you should receive sometime this week from the States. Our mails are very sporadic. The two boxes of books which I mailed last August haven't arrived yet. I guess we won't see them. We wish we hadn't sent Mark's stamp collection with them. They might still turn up. Sometimes it happens. Tony and Joan Garrow sent us a Christmas package which we haven't received yet either. Oh well, we did get one from the Todds. Harry and the kids are off from school for two weeks. Next week we're going to Kamabai, a village east of here, with Father Kazula, our new priest and a super person. We're going to spend a couple of nights at a Peace Corps house. Then we'll be in McKinney for two nights. And then we'll go to Freetown for the week before Easter. We'll be spending Easter in Freetown with the Islers, the translators who live behind us, and the Kimballs, translators from Tambiamba. They will give us a ride back to Kamakui on Monday after Easter. We look forward to the break, especially the kids. While in free time, we'll make our reservations for going home to America. 
Harry hasn't found out yet if we can leave earlier than July the 10th or 12th. We're hoping for the first week in July. A medical student from the States is coming for three months. A Dr. Dow from Canada has been here for two months to help out, and he's been wonderful. He's given us free medicine for Ross's ear, which has been acting up quite a bit lately. There are a lot of drums in the evening now because girls are coming out of the secret societies in the bush. They go in for a few weeks and learn about being mothers, etc. Some things are really weird, but we'll talk about that when we get home. Harry took some pictures of some girls who came out last weekend. Some beautiful tropical flowers are appearing in our yard now. Orange lilies and some red flamboyants. We'll have pictures of them. You can't find such beautiful wildflowers at home. The mangoes are ripe for eating, and we have many village kids climbing our trees for them. Oranges are all done, and there aren't many bananas. But pineapple season has begun, and they are scrumptious. There hasn't been any flour around, so we haven't had bread for almost a week. And I guess rice is going to be short because of the hike in price. They're always having palavers over something, just like the USA. We were shocked to hear about Reagan. Harry's been writing in my journal, a real shame people here could care less about what happens in the States because they're so far removed from what goes on in the outside world. We hope all is well with you. Don't worry about writing. We know you are busy with work. I guess we finally decided not to go to Liberia on the way home because of the political situation and people's luggage disappears when they change planes at the Liberian airport. So we will be routing through Dakar, which is the way we came. Also, it would cost more money, which we don't want to spend. We're getting anxious about going home. Time is flying. Our missionary friend, Mary Jean Holcomb, is going to visit us in August. You'll like her. She's lots of fun. Hope you have a wonderful Easter. Take care and God bless you. We pray every day for you. Love to all. Harry and Joan, Mark, Kyle and Ross. Letter written March 31st, 1981 to Mom Thornhill. Dear Mom, we heard on the radio last night about President Reagan being shot. Pray that he will be all right. It sounds as if his press secretary is in much worse condition. We heard it on the radio about 10 o'clock at night, which would have been about 5 a.m. your time. I'm not sure what time it happened. The Voice of America went off the air at 10.30 while they said he was still being operated on. I can't understand why they would go off the air when there is a news story such as this going on. We could get BBC and other stations, however. This morning we heard that he was resting comfortably. It sounds good for the president. Today, I took quite a few pictures of the kids in the primary school. We will probably send them back with Dr. and Mrs. Dow at the end of April, unless we come up with somebody else going to the States faster. This letter will be mailed from Freetown as the Eilers company are going back and they are going to be in Freetown tomorrow. Therefore, you should get this letter faster than the next one it may take a while if we mail it from here. Our plans for Easter are just about finalized. We are going to Cambay on April 9th to 11th with Father Kazulo. This Saturday and Sunday, 
we will spend in McKenney at the Steels. They are Wesleyan missionaries. And Monday, go to Freetown for the week. The Eilers are going to Freetown for Easter, so we will stay with them until the day after Easter and have a ride all the way home. The Kimballs, people we spent time with at Christmas, will also be there, and we should have a good time. We hope to do most of the remainder of our souvenir or gift-type shopping while we are down this time. Where we are staying is quite a ways from the city, so I don't know how we're going to be getting around, but we'll manage. The Islers and the Kimballs will be there only at the end of the week. Ross is making his first communion either the Sunday after Easter or the one after that. We would like to make it the second Sunday, as that would be a couple of days before his birthday. We'll talk to Father Kazula when he comes here tomorrow. We had quite a heavy rain last night, and it is quite cloudy today. This is very unusual for this time of year. Maybe the rainy season is coming early. Sure hope we have nice weather while we are down in Freetown. Last Friday evening, I took a couple of pictures of the girls coming out of the Bundy, the Secret Society School. Late in the evening, we had a going-away party for Dr. Princell. Saturday, Mary Jean was in town and part of the day, and we rode out to the ferry when Steve Owen took her back out. We all went for a swim in the river, very low this time of year. The ferry is still broken, so you still have to cross by canoe. We did not receive any mail last Friday. No U.S. mail came, so maybe today. I should be getting paid today, also where it is the last day of the month. The vice principal had gone down last Friday to McKenney for the money, but could not find the person that must co-sign to get the money, so we had to go again yesterday. I did get paid. Kyle's garden is coming slowly. He has beans. Most of the citrus fruit is now finished. However, we now have mangoes and pineapples are coming. The pineapples are very sweet and very good, as are the mangoes. Guess that is about all the news for today. We'll let you know our return flight arrangements in a few weeks when we go down to Freetown. Love, Mark, Kyle, Ross, Joni, and Harold. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Culture Experienced. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss new episodes. Join us at cultureexperienced.com for our blog and follow and like us on Facebook. We would love to hear from you, so please drop us a note at info at cultureexperienced.com. Thank you for listening.